several years ago, there was even a commercial, like what's your number? And it showed people like walking down the street and yeah, had a that. number under their, under their arm and it had different numbers in there. It's just so people get so stuck on that, that they forget what they're trying to accomplish from a big picture perspective, as opposed to just a number. Welcome to the Perfect Game Retirement Podcast with former professional baseball player and now financial coach at Black Oak Asset Management, Ryan Ledman. This show will help you make the right financial decisions so you can pitch a perfect game in retirement. Here's the windup and the delivery. Well, good to talk to you again today, Ryan. Looking forward to today's topic. We're talking Mark Twain quotes. Going to get some wisdom from Mark Twain and apply it to finance. Most people probably don't make that connection, but there's a lot of a lot of good things to learn from Mark Twain. But I wanted to ask you uh, before we get started. You know, we're both sports guys, and you know, kind of keeping keeping up with everything that's going on in the world of sports with leagues coming back from the from the quarantine and, and dealing with uh, the pandemic. How much are you miss in baseball this summer? Very much so, and, and I know. On the surface level, I think as a fan, most of us are like, okay, let's just get you know this contract negotiation stuff. Let's just put this behind us and let's get out there and start playing again. I know it's not that simple from from being on a player standpoint. I know there's you know the players' association versus the owners. Oh my gosh, there, there's so much dialogue going back and forth that that the average person like us don't know what's going on, but man, I wish they would just uh, hurry up and figure something out and, and get back on the field. Cause they could do, you know, baseball, obviously other sports are starting to come out and starting to play. And, and I think baseball could do a big thing for the sport if they would, uh, you know, they would just figure this thing out and start playing. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure you have a different perspective than most having played. So you kind of have that perspective of the contracts and, and, and earning the money or getting the money you've earned versus being a fan and, and just wanting them to play and knowing that, hey, it's best for the sport just to get everybody on the same page, whatever that takes. And let's just get them out there playing again. Yeah. Cause there's also, I mean, what, what some people aren't talking about is, you know, the agents that are in these players ears as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I had an agent and they look out for your best interest that is absolutely what they're paid to do so this is not a a statement saying that they're evil or anything like that but they they can slow the process down for certain and so they're they're probably in these owners ears saying okay if you know if we have prorated contracts you know or and, and the player gets hurt you know what does that mean for you know next year or the year after that and and baseball is very different than football um and, and basketball as well i think I, i'm not an expert on on uh, NBA contracts, but I know I know they're guaranteed in the MLB, and, and so there's a little bit of a layer there that these guys shouldn't have to worry about it as much. I mean, the NFL, those contracts they can yeah. be null and void in two seconds. So that's where I'm like, okay, guys, let's let's put this behind us and and let's let's go out there and play. Well, hopefully it's sooner than later. I know a lot of people uh, are looking for really a break uh, from from what we're dealing with day to day and sports usually provides that for us so hopefully we'll start seeing uh, some of these leagues get back in, in baseball especially I know the Atlanta the Atlanta area has a is very excited about the team this year and some good young players on that team and, and don't want to miss out on entire season of seeing those guys play so hopefully it happens uh, pretty soon yeah because I've even started watching Korean baseball in the yeah. morning at 5 30 <laughs> in the morning so I, I'm trying to get a little dose of it <laughs> that's funny I've been in the same boat I've, I've tuned into a few of those as well it's getting to know you time well let's kick off today's show with a getting to know you question for ryan we'd like to find out some things about him away from the office and away from uh, finance as well so here's a question i have for you today ryan if you could call up anyone in the world and have a one-hour conversation 
Who would you choose? Oh, uh, goodness. I would... So I'm not actually directly answering this because this... <laughs> This person, does, so it, it would be my mom. My mom's already passed away. And so I know that's not, it says anyone in the world. Um, so she, that would be me because I'm not like, I'm not a big starstruck person. Um, I, I, I just don't, I mean, some people may be like, oh, you like to talk to the president or some kind of world leader or some, you know, huge athlete. That doesn't really, I don't know. I, I don't see a big deal in that. So honestly, my mom uh, pops in my head. And so again, she's not of this world right now. I know she's in a better place, but to have an hour conversation with her would be, would just, would be awesome. I mean, it's been 14 plus years uh, since she's passed away, but yeah, I would do, uh, I would do anything to have just a one hour conversation with her. So it's a little bit sappy, but uh, that's kind of where my head went. Hey man, nothing wrong with that. I'm sure there's a lot of people that, that listen that would agree with that or have some loved one that they would love to just be able to spend a few minutes with. Uh, it's also a good reminder that those that do still have their parents and, and grandparents or any loved ones, it's a good time to maybe check in with them and, and say hello, let them know you love them. Because uh, yeah, that, that, that time that you spend with them seems like it's going to last forever, but it can be gone uh, in an instant. So uh, okay. good answer, Ryan. And I appreciate that one for sure. Uh, I don't want to get too too uh, too sappy on the show, but uh, for sure that's a great great perspective, and I think a lot of people would agree with you there. There's not not, not too many things that choke me up. I'm not a very emotional person, but uh, yeah, talking about my mom would, is, is definitely one of those topics. That's one of them. Well, let's let's transition then. We don't want to get you choked up uh, on the show today. Um, let me remind you first before we talk about some Mark Twain quotes, we're gonna point you to the website blackoakam.com. It's where you can get in touch with Black Oak Asset Management. You know, they're serving the Atlanta area. They got Alf their Alpharetta office is their primary office, but also another one in Cartersville as well. Uh, if you want to set up a time to go in meet in person, Ryan and his team are taking the precautions necessary as we kind of ease back into normal life and and, and kind of you know trying to be around each other, but also take preventative measures for the pandemic that's still around and still dealing with the health issues. So you can find them there, but also you can call them at four seven zero five zero eight zero five zero eight. So let's talk Mark Twain. Um, have a little fun with this show today and talk, I got six quotes I pulled that I want to throw your way. And I want you to kind of tell me what these can teach us about money. And there's some pretty good ones in here that I think you're going to enjoy. So let's start off with this one. Apparently there is nothing that cannot happen today. Clear that one up for me. <laughs> yeah. When I saw the the show notes and the, and the quotes here, uh, I mean, his quotes are, are timeless, but especially the ones you, you picked out. But this one here, I mean, Look at the last few months, and, and, and that tells you a lot that things, anything can happen on any given day. I mean, gosh, we were just talking about my mom who, who passed away. So you just don't know what's going to happen each and every day. And I know that's very cliche, but if you don't have some sort of you know plan in place, then events that may happen that you have no control over could just completely derail what you are, are doing, as opposed to if you have a plan in place and kind of have an idea if, if something happens like a virus situation or a 2008, 2009 situation, because, you know, the, the webinars I've done lately, they address this, this very thing is there, there's going to be what ifs and it's not necessarily a virus. It's not necessarily a housing bubble or a dot-com bubble or uh, trade disputes between countries. I mean, th there's always going to be something. And in and, and just recently, the market has done pretty well. And, you know, optimism is out there. But then now they're start talking about the second wave of, of virus. So then boom, that hits a shockwave to the stock market. So but just having a plan in place and not getting caught up in 
the headlines as much and, and sticking to your plan, not the media's plan. If you stick with your plan and you have one in place, this a lot of this stuff, you stay in tune to it, but most of it's just noise if you have a plan in place. Yeah, for sure. You just never know what's going to happen. Uh, and that, that's the one great aspect about planning is you kind of prepare for these things, the unexpected. It's not just about what you know, but it's about preparing for these things that could come into your life and, and, and impact you financially and be prepared for that. The second quote, it kind of goes against everything you always hear, but Mark Twain once said, the lack of money, the lack of money is the root of all evil. Yeah, that's something, uh, you know, faith is a big part of my life. So that's something you don't hear on Sundays uh, <laughs> very much. But uh, I, I get the the quote and the lightheartedness of it. But yeah, I mean, trying to retrain people's mindset of our whole lives, we work and we're in the accumulation phase of our assets. And so we try to hit this moving target. We try to save a million dollars. We try to save $2 million because this is what it's going to create for us later. And so I think people get so caught up in the number. I mean, sure, we want to save as much money as we can, but when you get to retirement, it's essentially all about income. What do we have coming in? And so some of those income streams that we have coming in in retirement may not have a nest egg total or a actual money total to it, whether that's social security or a pension or a rental income. I mean, there's so many different factors there. So retraining people's brain to think about income as opposed to nest egg is is sometimes difficult to do. But when we realize, okay, we have $6,000 coming in every single month and that makes our budget work, that's, that's a peace of mind that people can work with a whole lot more as opposed to, oh goodness, my my portfolio is down 30%. Well, if your income is still being met, don't worry as much about the market being down. It will recover. It's just don't know when, but it will recover. So changing that mindset is definitely difficult for, for people who have just been accumulating assets the whole time. Now they're decumulating, but it's all about the income. Gotcha. Okay, here's a good one. And this one I think you'll enjoy. And it kind of, <laughs> it's pretty crazy how this one applies today, it, maybe even more, but pretty close to what he was going through back in his time when he wrote this or said this. Suppose you were an idiot and suppose you were a member of Congress, but I repeat myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. Uh, and we've mentioned on this show before, I'm probably the least political guy uh, out there, but do politics trickle over into my industry, especially from a taxation standpoint or social security. I mean, sure, it absolutely does. But I hate how politics has is, is a big divide um, in our country. And it's just so polarizing. And, and it's, it's mind-numbing to me. And so I try not to get too caught up in it. But yeah, this quote is awesome. Because we should not have to rely on who's in office, whether that's in the White House, whether that's in Congress, uh, whether that's our representatives on a state level, local level. I mean, who's in office should have nothing to do with what we're doing as individuals, taking care of our families and taking care of other people, whether that's people in our community, uh, charities, churches, whatever it may be. So I think people sometimes put way too much stock in what's going on in, in DC and our governments because we're not at the mercy of them. So if we do a lot of planning and, and, and getting ahead of them, if you will, then our plan in place, it doesn't matter who's who's in office. That, that shouldn't matter whatsoever. Now, do they change laws and, and vote on things? Yeah, certainly they do. But if we look after our families and look after other people, then what goes on in, in the government should not matter because uh, 
there's a lot of truth to what Mark Twain's quote says. <laughs> yeah, great advice then, and, and even maybe even greater advice today with everything we go through on, as you said, both sides and everywhere uh, mm-hmm. on all different levels. How about this one? Uh, October is one of the particularly dangerous months for speculating in stocks. The others are July, January, September, April, November, May, March, June, December, August, and February. If you aren't counting, that's all 12 months. Yeah, I, I've, this is a great quote too. Uh, I, I've had a client say to me before, whether whatever was going on with their situation that, oh, you know, historically speaking, whatever month they said, uh, let's just say January since Mark Twain just mentioned uh, all 12 of them. Oh, January is traditionally a, a pretty volatile month. I'm like, really? Okay. But the key word in his quote there is speculating. If you're speculating in stocks, it does not matter when, where, why it, you're gambling. Now, again, that's not to say people can't do well with it, but if you're speculating, again, that is the key word. Buying stocks, yes, I'm all in favor of. Um, I'm, I'm more of a diversification guy from ETFs and mutual funds, but we do have individual stocks in some of our clients' portfolios. But you're you're guessing, you're, you're hoping that that stock appreciates and does very well because an individual stock can go to zero. It absolutely can. Now, it can go up like gangbusters and do very well, and you can cherry pick the Apples and Amazons of the world, but you know, Apple was almost bankrupt. And, and so they, it, it's, it's hindsight's 2020. And so speculating in stocks, there, there's always a time where it's high risk. And so if people want to have that slice of their money, you should look at it as a hobby. And it should be a very, very, very small portion of what you're trying to do. Because I'm the long-term guy. I'm the long-term planner. If people are trying to make a quick buck, I'm not the advisor for them. Uh, Maybe I do have some clients that want to do that on their own. I say, okay, you open up your own account somewhere else and that's on you. That has nothing to do with me. And if you want to do it, I'm okay with that. But if it's going to be a large percentage of your portfolio, then we don't work with them. Yeah, 2020 might be the poster boy for uh, this (laughs) quote right here, because every month has been wild, uh, up and down everywhere. Every single day, it seems to be a a big swing one way or the other. So uh, great advice right there. Okay, number five, I think you'll connect with this one quite a bit uh, based on your background and, and, and your personality. But how unfortunate a thing it is for a man to have wealth and for him to make a god of it instead of a servant. Yeah, that's that's more in line of what I've heard on Sundays a little bit more than uh, the the other quote that Mark Twain said. But uh, again, I get his humor on it. But yeah, I mean, if you're so focused on kind of going back to that number, that that number you have to have, and and you reach that, then what? You know, is your life set, or you know, is is all of your goals met, and you can do whatever you want from a retirement standpoint, income standpoint, travel, whatever it is you want to do. But sometimes people get so fixated on that number that when that number starts to go down, they get more stressed out. They get more uh, tight-fisted, if you will, from an analogy standpoint. They're not as giving as they used to be. And and so they see that number go down and it's like they worship this number. And, and once you reach it, it's like, okay, now what? But as that number maybe dwindles down as you're pulling money out or as the market has a correction, it changes your mindset and it stresses you out. And again, it goes back to having a plan and knowing what your income is every single month. If your income is met, then that should not worry as much. But some people, and there was even a, several years ago, there was even a commercial, like what's your number? And it showed people like walking down a street and yeah, had a that. number under their, under their arm and it had different numbers in there. It's just so people get so 
stuck on that that they forget what they're trying to accomplish from a big picture perspective as opposed to just a number. Yeah, I remember that commercial for sure. Um, all right, this last one is probably my favorite because it applies not just to money, but really anything in life. But his final quote we're going to use today on the show, the secret to getting ahead is getting started. Yeah, amen to that. I mean, it's the hardest part in whatever you're doing. And so I'm going to focus mainly on the the savings component from the financial standpoint. But the hardest part is usually just making the commitment to do something, but then getting the account open. And once the account is open, it, it is so much easier after that. Then you start putting automatic contributions or a lump sum or whatever it may be. Just taking that initial step and having the thing set up, whatever account that people are set up, is just getting it started. And that is true, yes, like you said, with, with anything. Same thing with just running a business or a family or whatever it may be is there's never going to be a perfect time. And just getting started and, and doing the initiative. I mean, I can use the example of this podcast. I was I kept wanting to do a podcast, kept wanting to do it. And I just took the initial step and made a phone call. And next thing I know, you and I are doing a podcast together. So a lot of times it's, it's not as hard as it seems. It's just taking that initial step because you feel like you need to have all your ducks in a row before you do something. And whether that's saving or starting a business or whatever it may be, just, just nudge and move in that direction and start taking steps that way. And, and you're going to be so much better off. But just taking that initial step is the hardest thing to do. You always wonder, you know, especially just for me, like if trying to get those that perfect situation and the perfect timing, you know, I often wonder if that's just making excuses for why you don't want to actually do something. You know what I mean? Like, because you, you're always looking for the perfect time to do whatever it is that you have on your list instead of just jumping in and just figuring it out or, or just getting it started. I always wonder if that's just, you know, dragging your feet for a reason, maybe subconsciously or not. I don't know, but just no, getting agree, started is important. I mean, right. And I've read, I mean, I'm a big reader. We talked about this before and, and just in hearing people's story on, on this, it, it is, yes, it's so much easier to make the excuse of, Oh, now's not the right time. Now's not the right time. But People who just take that initial step, those are the ones who separate themselves, uh, to use an analogy, separate themselves from the herd. Most people are the herd. How do you separate yourself is just taking those initial steps that most people, it's easy to make excuses for and not do as opposed to do. To do. Yeah. There's some great quotes from Mark Twain. And you know, he's, 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 such a, he's such a smart guy. And a lot of the things he said, they might seem a little wonky when you kind of trying to read them and, and make sense of them. But they apply still so many years later uh, and, and never have these been uh, as true as they are today. So really fun uh, discussing those with you, Ryan. Let's, before we close it out, let's take a mailbag question. And today we're going to take it from Samantha. She is over in Marietta and she has this to, uh, to ask you, Ryan. Unless something goes horribly wrong, we should be leaving a significant amount of money to our kids. But I can't decide if we should tell them about our plans now or just let it be a surprise. I'm certain they have no idea what our net worth is. Yeah, that's a touchy subject, and especially with money and leaving legacies, it's it, it can be very, very touchy. But everyone's situation is probably a little bit different, but I am a proponent of communication and transparency. And so the more people are open about it, again, the, the, the individuals who are going to leave that money, they have to be comfortable with it, obviously. But once they get to that point, I think being 100% open as opposed to having to maybe figure things out or whatever it may be once they pass, whether it's going through probate or, you know, trust. And I mean, there's just a lot of moving parts when people pass away. And so I think 
the more transparent you are, whether that's between spouses or, you know, second generations of kids, grandkids, it, it needs to be very transparent, and open. Cause I've just seen, I've worked with too many people uh, and they weren't, and it ends up being usually more headaches than it would have been if they would not have disclosed or talked about these things ahead of time. Now, possessions and all that stuff, that could be a different story. You know, dividing those things up, that's that can be complicated as well. But I just I err on the side of being as open and forthright with the people that you're leaving a legacy to is and if there is issues that can be worked out while those people are still alive as opposed to when they pass. I hope that helps you out, Samantha. And we appreciate the question and, and definitely a great consideration to be to be thinking about. Always trying to get ahead is is a great strategy when it comes to financial planning and it seems like you're doing that. So Thank you for that question. If you have one you want to send along, do so. Blackoakam.com is the way to get in touch with us here on the show. There's a contact tab right there at the top of the website, and it'll send you right to us. But remember, Ryan is a president, financial coach, and also a Dave Ramsey Smart Investor Pro over at Black Oak Asset Management and is willing to help you out with that question uh, from Samantha or any of the topics we've, we've discussed today. And make sure you check out all of our past shows too. A lot we've caught of conversations we've already had. You can find them right there on blackoakam.com. And uh, whatever podcasting app you're listening on, hit subscribe too. We'd appreciate that. And you'll have the next one uh, downloaded right to your device when uh, we publish it every couple of weeks. So uh, Ryan, appreciate the time today. I uh, had fun with these Mark Twain quotes. A lot of great wisdom can still be found uh, from him. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was, it was a little, a little shake up uh, in, in what we normally do, but it was it, it still had a lot of uh, relevance in, in today's world. Yeah, no question. Well, take care. Uh, we will chat with you again soon on our next episode of Perfect Game Retirement, and I look forward to doing that. Absolutely. The Perfect Game Retirement Podcast is brought to you by Black Oak Asset Management, serving the greater Atlanta area with offices in Alpharetta, Cartersville, and Macon. The show is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to the show on your favorite app today and never miss an episode. Just search for Perfect Game Retirement to find us. You can also visit blackoakam.com to listen to past episodes, to contact Ryan Ledden, and to learn more about how to pitch a perfect game in retirement. Information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Please consult with a qualified professional before taking any action. Securities and registered investment advisory services offered through Silver Oak Securities, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Black Oak Asset Management and Silver Oak Securities, Inc. are not affiliated.